joy is the fruit of the spirit when you are excited of the joy of the holy spirit that you have what you are able to do out of it becomes a seed if the joy of the holy spirit you have make it to start sharing messages to people you have been able to remove seed from the fruits if the joy of the spirit makes you to start preaching the gospel that is a seed if with all the joy of the holy spirit you have you have not been able to give somebody the Christ that you have through your joy you have eaten the fruits and swallowed the seed alone but if it die it bringeth forth much fruit somebody say much fruit he that loveth his life shall lose it can you imagine all this with i used to sing i love my life <laughs> how many of you remember that song I, i love my life there's a scripture for you if any man Okay, he that loveth his life shall lose it. Tell somebody I don't love my life. And he that hated his life in this world. Oh God. <laughs> shall keep it unto life eternal. It's not that if you hate your life you will lose it. If you hate it, you will keep it. for life eternal but if you love your life you lose it how many how many of you have seen the scripture for the first time can i see your hand up i've seen the scripture for the first time powerful this is a behavior that people behave when they have not seen the scripture before there are people that have forgotten the scripture there's a certain behavior they put on but each time you remember the scripture there's a certain behavior you put on all right 26 If any man save me let him follow me and where I am there shall also my servant be if any man save me him will my father honor any man that save me him will my father honor any man that serve what the people in the east call serve any man that serves that is any man that is my servant him will my father honor i pity people that are in the church and they are not serving they don't they, there's, there's no units they are serving they are a boss in the church they are not servants the bible says they that serve me those people my father will honor you may be sitting in god's presence still on sweet juice series i'll be teaching you today on i'll be teaching you from fruit to seed okay so the more i get into the teaching and study about the sweet juice series the more 
I keep reasoning about the teaching and thinking about it, the more I find myself in how to plant a tree. Somebody's entered into a cult. Are you, are you paying attention to me? And as he entered, that the cult now boss in one white garment church whose name is reserved for another day. So the guy said he entered into a cult and went and burst in that place. So the more I enter into this sweet juice series, the more I see myself bursting in a book called How to Plant a Tree. So this is what I discovered. The Holy Spirit was talking to me about this today because it was very, very important to me. I wanted to know more about how to, the fruit things, because it is important that we bear fruits as children of God. And when we bear fruits, there's a difference between having fruits and bearing fruits. Having the fruits is the ability for us to be able to exhibit the fruits of the spirit. That is having the fruits. That is to say, I have the fruits of the spirit called peace, that is to have the fruits of the spirit called joy, having the fruits of the spirit called long-suffering. But something very, very important is, there is something very important there, which is to not just have the fruits of the spirit, but to bear a fruit. Now, to bear a fruit is with all the fruits you have, you should be able to win somebody to Christ. That is bearing a fruit. That's why Jesus says that any tree that bears no fruit, it shall be cut off. So just yesterday, I was doing a research on how many times God has called us trees in the Bible. And I found up to 20 places or even more that God refers to a man as a tree. And uh, very importantly, especially in Jesus' teachings, he keeps telling us that as trees to bear fruits. That is to say, it is not just enough to have fruits, but to give birth to what you have. I don't know if I'm talking to somebody here. It's not just enough to have peace, but can you produce somebody who has peace also? That's what God is asking us. Not just enough to have patience, but have you ever preached Jesus to somebody until somebody who was impatient start having patience? That is to bear fruits. Not just to have joy, the joy of salvation. But have you ever been able to preach to somebody before and the person received the joy of salvation? Because the joy of salvation is received when we are saved. So when we have salvation, we have the joy of salvation. The joy of salvation cannot be faked. You can't fake the joy of salvation. It is gotten the day you give your life to Christ. When you give your life to Christ, there is a joy that you have that you cannot explain. It's called the joy of salvation. 
So, one thing is for us to have the fruits of the Spirit. Because the fruits of the Spirit is actually given birth to by how much of the spirits of the Lord you have. So, the more you have the fruits of the Spirit, the more you have the Holy Spirit, the more the Holy Spirit starts bringing out gifts in you. And now, we need to bear fruits. And when we bear fruits, that is to say, you need to preach to somebody and somebody should also come into Christ and also exhibit the fruits of the Spirit. So if you just stop by having the fruits, you have not finished the walk. The walk is that somebody who has the fruits should be able to help somebody to bear the fruits. And somebody who bears the fruits should also be able to help somebody else to bear fruits. In all the things I learned in that thing, I discovered that in order for you to even become... So this is what happens. When you were one as a child of God, you became a fruit. That is, you became a fruit of somebody. Somebody's tree. Do you get what I'm saying? One person who gave his life to Christ preached to you and you gave your life to Christ. And you become a fruit from the person's tree. Do you understand up to that point? So now... God, is, God told me that every fruit has a seed. Every fruit has a seed. Which means anybody who is saved, when we give birth to somebody, when you bring somebody to Christ, the person has the tendency, the seed is the tendency to bring another person to Christ. Whether the person can speak in English or cannot speak in English, he has or she has the tendency to also bring someone else to Christ. And that tendency to bring somebody to Christ is what we call the seed. He has that ability. In fact, you don't even need to know the Bible portion to bring somebody to Christ if you are safe. What God did to you that got you safe is a Bible already. Just preach that you have found if God had saved you. Just recap what happened. That is a Bible already. You have, you have preached from the Bible. The Bible you have preached from. How many of you remember what Bishop Omar taught you? Three types of Bible. Taught you about the, the walking Bible, the epistle. The epistle that we are what? We are what? We are the living epistle. So, so when, when you have been saved by God, just analyze the saving process and call somebody for altar call and you'll find people come. So the truth is that this is, what we, this is what happens to us. We move from, oh God, we move from fruits to seed. And from seed, we grow to trees. So while I was writing the book on how to plant a tree, God told me, before you plant a tree, you must first become a tree. You can't plant what you are not. So what happens to us is this. When, you, when God brings you to himself, you will now have a lot of fruits because you are a fruit already. You will now have a lot of fruits of the spirit. These fruits of the spirit are the things that makes you 
If you see orange, there are things that makes orange orange. You understand? The things, the components of the things that makes orange orange is what makes somebody to go for that orange. Okay, so when we are saved, we become a fruit for others. But God does not want us to stop in the fruit stage. Because the fruit is for us, the seed is for God. I want you to pay attention and maybe write these things down. The fruit, the one who benefits from the fruit is us. The one that benefits from the seed is God. What are the fruits? When somebody is saved as a believer, his joy, who enjoyed the joy? He is the one who enjoyed the joy. Who enjoyed peace? Is it God that enjoyed your peace? You enjoy your peace. Who enjoyed patience? You enjoy the patience. Who enjoys endurance? Who enjoys long suffering? Because I hate the Bible says that after you've suffered for a while, you'll be able to make perfect. So all the things that are in the fruits belong to us. We enjoy it. But something, there's something that God is looking for. And what God is looking for in all of the fruits is when you finish eating the fruits, give me the seed. When you are true with eating all the food, please put the seed in my hand. Most of us have been very, very stingy that we finish the, the fruits and chew the seed. Tell me about the fruits that people eat the fruits and eat the seed. Watermelon. Have you seen how wicked people can be? Finish the whole watermelon and start chewing the seed. Which other one? Cucumber. Is it cucumber or cucumber? Or cucumber? That's your assignment anyway. So, so, that one is another one. People eat it and chew the seed. Which other one do people eat it and chew the seed? Palm fruits. People eat a whole of the palm fruits and chew seed. Carry seed, put on a stone. Put another stone on it. Carry it, swallow it. And finish the whole generation. So most people are also like that spiritually. After they have enjoyed the peace. This is what it means. Oh, the Holy Spirit. This is what it means to eat the fruits and kill the seed. When God gives you peace, gives you joy, gives you everything that you want, that is his fruit. Don't enjoy the peace, the joy, and everything, the love, and not allow somebody else to share in it. When you enjoy the peace, the joy, and the love, and you don't allow another person to share in it, the other person will not be able to see Jesus through your peace. I mean, when God gives you peace, extend the peace to someone else. When God gives you love, shows you love, or gives you love, extend the love to someone else. When God gives you joy, extend the joy to someone else. Now, the ability for you to extend the joy that you have to someone else, for the joy that you extend to someone else, to make the person to become a child of God, is how to plant the seed. That is the seed that you're planting. Do you know there's a joy you show to somebody and the person gives his life to Christ? 
I mean, how you exhibit your joy. Do you understand what I'm saying at all? Or should I just go back to something you are used to? There is how you exhibit joy. You are, somebody has given his life to Christ because of how somebody is always happy. Now, how this is the seed. This is how to get the seed from the fruits. When you are always happy, what do you do? When God has made you happy, what are the things you do? Now, the things you do when you are happy, because now joy is the fruits of the spirit. So now, how to get the seed from the fruits? It's what I'm teaching you now. When you are excited of the joy of the Holy Spirit that you have, what you are able to do out of it becomes a seed. If the joy of the Spirit makes you to start preaching the gospel, that is a seed. If the joy of the Holy Spirit you have makes you to start sharing messages to people, you have been able to remove seed from the fruits. If with all the joy of the Holy Spirit you have, the joy of the Holy Spirit that you have makes you to play and walking in power. And after that, you walk in the whole parlor. I'm walking in power, I'm walking in miracle, and live a life. Of, and you finish walking and walking and walking and walking until Nepal collects light. And you have not been able to give somebody the Christ that you have through your joy. You have eaten the fruits and swallowed the seed. Do you understand what I'm preaching now? Yeah. Do you understand? I have a math teacher that whenever he's teaching maths, he will ask, do you understand? Do you understand? Do you understand? If three people understand, he's okay. Pastor Deacon was in my class. Pastor Deacon was very, very intelligent in maths. So he will ask, Deacon, I want to so, Yes. I want to Yes. For us, we are on our own. It's, it's, it's even the grace of God that we know one times one is something. So, when you have the peace, which is the fruit of the spirit, in order for you to be able to plant, to remove seeds, it is that you need to be able to strategize and use your peace to send other people out of hell. Our ability to get people out of hell through the fruits that the spirit of the spirit of the Lord that God has given to us is what makes us to be wise. So when the Bible says, when you now, everybody open to Proverbs chapter 11 verse 30. Proverbs 11 verse 30. The Bible said, the fruits of the righteous is a tree of life. Hmm. So now, a lot of righteous people have settled for the, for the fruits, but they have not reached the tree. They have not reached the tree, the stage of the tree yet. They have said, have you seen it? 11 verse 30. What is it saying? The fruit of the righteous is what? The tree of life. So now the fruit of the righteous, the righteous person is somebody that is saved by God. It's not really somebody that has not committed sin before. It's somebody that God has saved. That's a righteous person. If a thief. The highest, I think the highest criminal in Nigeria for now still remains the highest labeled criminal. Because I know who the real criminals are. The highest labeled criminal in our country, I think it's still Evans. It's still Evans. So now, it's just Evans is our, the Anini of our generation. 
though we know who the real Aninis are. Okay, so if somebody like Evans gives his life to Christ now, automatically the angel with the blood just put hand on the blood like this and wash him and he becomes white as snow. He's the righteous. Do you understand? That's how God sees it. It doesn't matter how you see it. Somebody can kill your father. After killing your father, repents. It depends on how God sees it. Whether you like to forgive the person or not, the person has been forgiven. That is why, that is why Jonah said, I cannot go to Nineveh and preach. They kill my grandfather. Kill everybody. If I preach, God, you will have mercy on them and forgive them. Instead of that, let me die. And God says, if you die, you will not die well. You have to go and preach. We have to learn how to be obedient to God and follow his instruction. So now, this is, this is how the righteous, the Bible says down, the fruits of the righteous. That's when you give your life to Christ and somebody says, I have won a fruit. I bear fruits. That's how we say it in refinery. True or not true? We ask somebody, do you, have you, do you have any fruits? Have you bear any fruits? So the Bible says, when we have a soul, you have bare fruits. You understand? If you have no soul, you bear no fruits. You are like, you are like, uh, how many of you go to some beach and you see some cocoa, some palm, uh, no, some, some coconut that has no fruits? You are just like that. If you stay in the church for a long time, you have not brought somebody. I'm not saying you go and preach to the person. I mean bring the person and make sure you follow up the person until the person listens to the word of God and start living a righteous life. You have failed. You are just like. There are some trees we say that that tree is a man. They are male tree. They cannot even. But the male is even understood because male produce in the physical world. The male. Have you seen some tree? They don't have any fruits. Have you seen an orange? Does not is wild, does not even have any no wild is even good. Wild is that he gives birth to some some extraordinary kind of you understand? Male some male hey, some male you seen male papa now? He will grow very many, but there is no fruit at all. You will have papa in your backyard, you'll be going to beg others for papa. Most of you are like that. Ever since God planted you, no fruits. No fruit. No, there's no, we are not yapping anybody. Just ask yourself, who have I brought to Jesus? And just finish yourself. That is where the answer, you have the answer to your question. In the school I went to in Ghana, when you finish your exams and write submits, they just write you loading and they give you the results. It's when you now come down from the staircase. People are down asking you, how far was your results? How far was your you It's not on the day. It's not like Axel that after one month, you now start and go and see results. Or a lecturer will now say, the lecturer hates me. He wanted to sleep with me. This one, they don't sleep with people. They just, <laughs> you sleep with the computer. <laughs> it's just, after you finish writing everything, you just click. And they say, loading, loading, loading. And they write 22%. It is the lecturer, it is our lecturer that taught you the course that asks you, what did you score in my course? What, what did you score? That, that's it. He only goes to the computer to copy the scores. He doesn't. So the same thing with what I'm telling you now. Just check yourself. Am I fruitful to the Lord? That's, that's the question. Am I fruitful to the Lord? Don't ask yourself and want to hurriedly answer. This is the marking scheme now. The marking scheme is, 
Ever since you give your life to Christ, forget about your children. Forget about the people that follow you to God or something, something, or somebody that used to walk with you to church. Who have you brought to Jesus? Okay, assuming Jesus got married to you. And ever since you got married to Jesus, who can you say this our marriage has brought to Jesus' family? That's what I want you to ask yourself. Who have you brought to Jesus' family? It is you I'm asking the question. Why are you sitting down so innocent? Who have you brought to Jesus' family? I mean, through you, this person has come to test Jesus. Do you understand what I'm saying? Somebody can actually say, through me. You understand? Somebody, a man can say, through me, this is my child. You understand? Has come to this family. So when we got married, we were two, husband and wife. But after the marriage sometime, we are now five. In fact, this is our group picture. And they even do enlargement and put it in the house. And each time they see it, they smile. You, when you go to Jesus, what will be on the house? The mansion that Jesus will give to you, what will be on the mansion? That's what I'm trying to ask you. So the truth is that since Jesus said he's going to give, I told you on Saturday that the things we see in this physical world is a, re, is a representation of what we'll find in heaven. The Bible has told us that we will have mansions in heaven. And the same way we go to our, our normal houses here and we paste the picture of our family members. I'm asking you now, in your, if you will get to heaven, these are the for, for people that will go to heaven. When you go to heaven, what picture will be in your house? Who will you actually say you have brought to Jesus? That's the question I'm asking you. With all your joy, peace, kindness, and all the things that you have been able to exhibit, which are the fruits of the Spirit, who can you say, I was able to use my kindness to bring them to Christ? I was able to use the love to bring this person to Christ. I was able to use the joy to bring this one. I was able to use patience. Some people even answer the joy, yet they have not been able to bring anybody to Christ through their joy. I don't know. So, in order for you to be able to bring out, to use your joy, to bring somebody to Christ, one of the things you need to do is that you must be able to get the seed out. Get seed out of the fruits. The fruits of the spirit that is patient, long-suffering, whatever thing. Whatever thing that God has put you through in this life, try as much as you can to get the seed out of it. It is the seed that you can use and plant for something else to germinate. What do I talk about? What, what do I mean in long-suffering? I have seen somebody that the trials and difficulties that he went through in life, he uses the trials and difficulties that he went through in life to preach to others who are in trials and difficulty for the people to be born again. Do you understand what I'm saying? Somebody stayed seven years and did not have a child. And now, when God now gives the person a child, was that not long-suffering? Yes. So when the person now has a child, he now testifies. And keep testifying. If God can do it for me, he can do it for you. There's nothing God cannot do. He uses what he went through as a seed. The ability to use what you have gone through, which may be patience, endurance, and all of that. The things that you've gone through to now make it a tool of having more people you brought to Christ is how to bring out seeds. Oh. When you have pumpkin fruits, you know pumpkin? They just cut, when you cut the fruits, the seed, 
It has a big seed. They just cut it and remove the other seed inside. They will remove it and select it and went and sow it. But other people are also wicked. They remove it and put it in water, boil it, <laughs> and open it and swallow it. <laughs> and don't even think about the next harvest. So God wants you to take some of, the, some of your enjoyments. Do you know one of the things I like so much about some of the planting that really makes me to, to understand this teaching very well is planting things like yam. If you are planting yam, one of the problems I used to have with my parents in planting yam is that when they plant yam and they say they have harvested yam, the one they use to go and plant again is even, even more than the one they harvest. You just you see them cut small and they said they will cook this one and they gather a lot again to go and plant. So I told them that I'm just doing this yam something because I'm under you. But when I have my house, I will not do this kind of thing. They said, why? I said, we are harvesting. How can we harvest and carry 80% of what we harvest and put it on the ground? So my mother started explaining to me why they do that. They said, the more of, because I I now ask them, what if they put only the head? Won't it germinate? They said, yes, it will germinate, but if you put this large number in the ground and the thing stays in the ground, after some time, it ruptures. The other part that ruptured becomes part of the manure for the head. So it helps it to grow more. Most of you don't even understand that most of the things that you have gone through in your life was to be a manure to what God created you for. He molded, he put, God can put you through something, many, many things in life for the things that you have gone through to become a strength to what he's calling you to do. So when you are now in the ministry of what God has called you to do, you are the only person that knows exactly how it feels like because you've been there. I mean somebody who has been a cultist. For some time and God delivered you from cultism. It takes somebody who has been delivered from cultism. To really, really, really explain what it takes to be out of cultism. Even more than somebody that has not been there. So God wants some part of you that was put on the ground. To become a manure for the other parts to, to resurrect. So it takes a wise person to be able to select seeds out of fruits. Because the fruits of the spirit is love, joy, kindness, patience, long-suffering. In the long-suffering that you are going through, have you been able to fetch a fruit? Now, let me tell you something. told you a lot about Joyce Mayer many times. Have I told you something about Joyce Mayer before? Yes, I told you that Joyce Mayer was, she said she grew up to see her father sleep with her, rape her. And they asked her, from what age? She said, as, in fact, I think she remembers like from nine years old. Like from when she was nine years old, the father would go out and smoke, drink, come back drunk and would sleep with the daughter. And she went through this for very many years. Now, she becomes one of the most successful women, women I've ever seen in the, who is doing ministry. One of the successful, I've not seen her second. She's like one of the most successful and now, her strength, anytime she wants to relax and say, let me, after all, I'm not the only pastor. 
she will start feeling that if I relax and I don't preach the gospel, I will not be able to save thousands of children who are there. And now she will now sit back and now remember how she was in that problem. And pastors were preaching about women having good marriages, men having good marriages, having good children, and having, but her issue was not analyzed. So she now chose to become a pastor that analyzes that issue alone. So now, her long suffering, she has now been able to use her long suffering, remove a seed out of it, plant it to become a good tree, that when somebody has that problem, she goes straight to that tree and pick the fruits and eat and survive. There are people that have that kind of problem and all they do is that they just need to just go to Joyce Meyer because all her teachings is on that aspect. Have you been able to get a seed out of what God had put you through? Have you been able to get a seed out of it or out of it and plant it? Most of you have allowed the devil to give you a seed of hatred in what you've gone through. What you have gone through, you have been able to, you have gotten a seed of hatred out of it. Somebody that refused to help you, you have gotten a seed of hatred. You don't even understand that God can allow one father to disappoint one child. That is, your father disappoints you and refuses to send you to school. This is it. If your father disappoints you and refuses to send you to school, it does not mean that you will not go to school. I was talking to a lady one of my daughters, and we were discussing, and I want to share with you one of the things I discussed with her. One of the things she told me was that my father told me, did not send me to school. And my father has sent me away from his school. That is, my father owns a school and sent us away from his school. And my father had also said that I will not become something in life. And now I asked her, have you become something in life? She said, yes. Have you gone to school now? He said, yes. I now said, there's no point holding grudges on him. Because you will be holding grudges on him over something he did not do. You understand? He said he would do it, but could not do it. And you want to hold grudges on somebody who said he would do something. You understand? He said he would not send you to school. That you, through him, you will not go to school. But you've gone to school anyway. Is it not school? Though somebody said that, somebody actually said that the spelling of school is actually wrong. That the first O should have been where the second O is. <laughs> Whether the first O is where the second O is or the second O should be the where the first O is. School is school. So now, when God knows that you have a brighter future anywhere, you understand, and see the circumstances around you, you get, you get he can decide to harden Pharaoh's heart to tell you not to go. So that when you finally leave, you will know that there are a lot of people who Pharaoh has held them captive. For that to be your ministry. Do you know what is ministry? Ministry is not church. Ministry is an assignment. Something that makes you unique in the vineyard. The thing that you feel with your heart, this is what God has called me. So now, when you find yourself in such a situation where you had passed through such a thing, you now will have a clear indication that there are many, many people who have parents, but their parents do not think about them going to school. 
and that becomes your ministry. When God gives you one million naira, you now know that the, all the money that God gives to you is not for you alone. It is for you and for children who have not gone to school. The whole training, the whole thing that God made you to pass through with the patience that you had in the presence, in the process of going through that, the endurance and the long suffering, it is how to sit back and say, how can I get a seed out of my fruits of the spirit? The ability to get those fruits out is now what makes you plant it. Well, let me talk about the seed a little bit more before I land. The seed, the Bible said in the place that we read, let's, let's go back there. John chapter 12 verse 24. Very, very, I say unto you, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground and die, it abide alone. But if it died, it bringeth forth much fruit. This is it. The seed that you have, there's that ability to win the soul. What God wants you to do with that seed is that seed does not hang. Hang on the A. And germinates. It falls down to the ground before it germinates. It has to fall. So the Bible says, except the, the seed falls down and die, he cannot, it cannot germinate. It cannot bear food, food, much fruits. This is what I want you to do. This is the seed. The seed has to die. How the seed has a die. I've told you a lot of things that you've gone through. A lot of things that you have been through in life becomes uh, the process of converting them to win somebody for Christ becomes the seed. But this is the thing that the seed has to do. The seed has to die. How can something die? Something dies when he no longer has feelings. He does not have feelings again. When you can talk about somebody who refused to send you to school as a story, not as hot, then the seed has died. When you are talking about joy, your joy, because joy is the fruit of the spirit, your joy and your peace and everything that you have, maybe your money and the truth, the things that you have, as a tool, when you see it as a tool to get people to Christ, not as something that makes you pompous and bigger than other people, then the seed has died. A lot of us have seeds that are still alive. That's why it can't germinate. The things that we have have become the reason why we are proud. The seed has to go to the ground and die. No matter how classic the fruit is, the seed goes down to the ground and is buried with sand. When God blesses you with so much and you can go so down, irrespective of the blessings of God, in order to pick somebody to Christ, then that is when the seed can really go down. And sometimes in the process of the seed dying, there is so much humility that has to be displayed. In the process of the seed dying, so much humility has to be displayed. Most people, their problem, their flesh is their ego, their pride. And sometimes you can you just see that you cannot bear fruit. You can't win somebody for Christ except you drop. Your ego does not allow you to raise anybody. Your ego. If you want to have ego, you cannot raise anybody. You can't even win one soul to Christ. Ego. Your pride, who you are, how can I go so down and talk to a small child? 
How can I talk? What if I talk to the child and he insults me? Sometimes you even go to win somebody to Christ and the person insults you. There is so much insult in planting. I'm telling you. As people who are planting, they will tell you that they go to where they are, Pastor Idis Poultry, and carry animal leftover. And carry it with their hands. Some forget about the packer. Because even when you put something in packer, it still comes down, come touch your hand. You go and pour it in where you are planting something. There's so much insult in planting. Tell somebody there's insult in planting. Tell somebody when you want to plant somebody in the vineyard of God. Be ready to take insults. There is insult in planting. There is an African Proverbs that says that anybody who plants close to the house has become a mate with a chicken. Anybody that plants close to the house, the person and hen, they have become mates. That's to say, anytime you are just, you just stay and the mates will jump inside that farm. And we'll be doing like this. And you'll run and go and push the hen. And the hen will just leave small. And let her go in again and just... <laughs> and when he sees you, down running. And you can't even go to anywhere. Just be watching. So that's it. When you want to plant somebody, I'm telling you, for you to even plant somebody, let's even talk about how to plant somebody. For you to even plant somebody, you need to go down and let your ego die first. Your ego. Your self-esteem. That your... Listen, do you know my credit load? You are trying to win somebody who does not have credits and you are looking at your credits. Do you know how much credit load? Do you, do, you, do you even know? Do you, do you know what I scored in, in this thing? Forget what you score if you want to win somebody to Christ. Let that ego die. He has to fall to the ground and die. Do you know how to die? How to die is the Bible says that there is no remembrance in the grave. How to die is that you don't even need to remember that your father is rich if you want to win a soul. Don't remember. You, have to, you don't need to remember. You don't need to remember that you have gone to university if you want to win a soul. Don't remember. If you remember, he has not died yet. If you want to go and win somebody to Christ and you now remember, I, 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 that, that, that guy does not know he's insulting a graduate. So if you remember, you didn't die. Are you getting what I'm saying? Do you understand the things I'm saying? The problem is that sometimes you cannot, why you, I'm telling you why you have not been able to bear fruit yet. You have not died yet. For you to die, the corn of wheat have to fall to the ground and die first before it starts producing another thing. You have been too, too, see, whenever you'd want to do something for the Lord and you are ashamed, you are not dead. Dead people are not ashamed. A dead person. A dead person is not ashamed. I was told they wanted to bury one great dignitary in this country. And they wanted to bury him, a, a Hausa man. While they wanted to bury the person, the rapper did not cover the person well and uh, threw the person in. And the rapper uncovered, they saw the person's buttocks and all of that thrown into the grave and they covered it. The man has never protested. <laughs> Why did you remove my buttocks upstairs? He's not even interested. He has not even commented on any Facebook. Dead people are not ashamed. Anytime you want to do something for God and you find shame a little bit, there is something that has not died yet. 
you want to share message. You have somebody, you have messages in your phone and you want to share message to somebody else who is close to you. You want to share the message and you cannot, you are ashamed. You have not died yet. Your flesh is still alive. Except the corn of wind falls to the ground and die, it cannot bear any fruits. That is why you don't have even one fruit. I'll write a, I'll write, I'll write a book on even one soul. All right, and I, I'm dedicating to somebody that has not even had a soul. Even one soul. One soul like this you don't have. <laughs> even a one soul you don't have. Ever since God saved you, you have not saved anybody. Even one, even half. I watched a movie yesterday and the child said, my mother has two and a half children. <laughs> a child said two and a half children. And, uh, and he said, he said, Rebecca, my sister, me, and the one that is in the stomach that we don't know whether it's going to be a male or a female. <laughs> the boy was able to. You, you don't even have half soul, half. You don't have half soul. The reason is because your ego is still alive. Your pride is still alive. Your flesh, your lust is still alive. Your lust is still alive. You cannot convert. You can't convert the things that you have. The fruits, the things that you've been through. You can't convert them. Anytime, you see, the th- even the sins you used to commit. Do you know they can, you can remove the seed and plant it? I mean preaching and sharing your testimony. You know, there are people that don't believe that you are truly saved. Too. Hello? There are people that they, last time they saw you smoke was 2009. They have not seen you smoke again, but they believe that you are still smoking. Until when they now see you preach, they say, ah, this guy, this smoker don't start to preach. Or if this guy now passed on me, I be bishop. <laughs> Has somebody told you something like that before? Yeah. If you are a pastor, myself, I am a reverend father. All right. So, but when the person hear you say, I used to be a smoker, but today I can boldly say, Jesus has saved me. Person will say, What? Because I've discovered in life that people, sinner, accuse people more. Anytime you see somebody who is very, very bold in accusing somebody, he has a sin. No, the Bible says, David says, my sin are always before me. So because the sin of a sinner is always before the sinner, the sinner sees his sin and feel everybody is also having sin in front of them. That's why he accuses everybody. A sinner does not believe that anybody, there's any right. When you find a man say there's no righteous man on earth, the person is telling you that he is not righteous. And he feels nobody's righteous. All right. So, in order for you to bear fruit, something in you has to go. Something in you has to go. Your ego, your pride, the love for some things have to go. You need to withdraw your love from where you put it on a fixed deposit. There are people that have put their love on fixed deposit on other things. There are people that have had so much love for women. And even when God is calling them, they said, God, unless you are calling me for women ministry. So please, in order for you to bear fruits, you need to let some things go. Paul said the things I used to love. 
I just find no love for them anymore. Another thing is that apart from the seed being able to die for it to germinate again, the next thing you have to do is that you need to allow it. Now, let me tell you more things about the seed. The seed has life. When the seed dies, the life in the seed gets out. The Bible says if it falls into the ground. It didn't say if it falls on the ground. It says if it falls into the ground. So what happens is that you need to allow the life of God inside you because every seed has a life. Every fruit has a seed. Every seed has life. The life is what guarantees the procreation. Do you understand? Am I teaching you? Now, the life in the seed is the Holy Spirit. Do you understand what I'm saying? The life in the seed is the Holy Spirit. So I said that if you are saved, there is something in you that can make somebody to be saved too. It's not in your arrangement of grammar. It is the Holy Spirit in the seed. When you have a seed, that is to say, when you even have a desire, desire to win somebody to Christ is called the seed. When you even have the desire to win somebody to Christ, it does not know, you don't need to know how the person will be won. Just do what you need to do. The evangelism that you have to do, talking to the person boldly, because when you have to sow a seed, you have to do it intentionally. If you want to plant, you just clear the bush. You understand? You clear a bush, create a place that you want to plant something, open the ground, and put it intentionally and close it. And my mother said, when you close uh, something and you want to plant mess, you should close it. After you close it, you should use one hand, like one leg like this, and press it, and go away. And so, after I finished putting the mess, I put it, I now went and stood. My mother said, no, don't put it like that. Don't use your three legs or four legs and do it like that. If you do it like that, he will not even germinate. So just finish up and just use one leg. I don't know if they are still using one leg or they have changed the theory. Are they still using one leg? So it is very, very important that you know that when you now put it in the ground, the life that is in the seed now enters into the ground. The problem with so many believers, especially in some old churches, whose righteousness is only in their clothing, but not in demonstration of the work of evangelism. They have not allowed the spirits of God to enter into the ground. To enter into the ground is that the seed is the only living thing. The ground is not a living thing. But you have to allow the life to enter into the ground. What does it mean? You need to get into the crowd for the spirit of the Lord to get into the crowd for you to win souls. It's not the spirit of God to be inside of you that will make you to bear fruits. It is when the spirit of the Lord that is inside of you has had an encounter with the ground. The spirit of God in the seed has to meet with people. So with all your speaking in tongues, you don't meet people, you don't go around. When you don't go to people, who will you save? Who will you talk to? Who will you preach to? You need to intentionally take the seed and go to places and plant it there. That is, meet people, six people, and tell the people, I want to tell you about Jesus, and preach. Forget about the arrangements of your grammar. There was a time my grammar was not good. There was a time I used to have a natural stammering. Anytime I call it the mic, I'll start stammering. 
There was a time they used to, I used to go around to preach. And whenever my, my boy who was doing recording for me would play my messages, I'll be, get, I'll be very, very offended. Because I preach more inside the house than when I go out to preach. So one day I told him, delete. We had about 40 something messages. I told him, delete all. I told him, press delete. And they told him, delete all. I said, click delete all. I said, eh? I said click delete all. He deleted all. I used to have a message that was going round like this drunkards are everywhere. The message was called igniting the fire. Very, very popular. It was going round to, I told you, delete all. So I'm telling you for, I'm talking to most of you who said when God actually finished polishing me. I'll tell someone about Jesus. Forget. In polish, in, in, when you see a book, they ask a book, in polishing of something, there is one or polishing of table. When you want to sand table, and there is one they call rough sandpaper and smooth sandpaper. The smooth sandpaper is not what does the work. It is the rough sandpaper that does the work. The smooth sandpaper finishes the work. So you need to get to a point that you preach with rough English before you now learn how to preach with smooth English. Most people believe that they will just grow up and start preaching the Chris Ayakilomi's English. When you have not yet preached like in Dabowski English. <laughs> Ooh, Jesus. You know, when you're editing, you know what to do to that part, okay? <laughs> I don't want to have visitation from Enugu. <laughs> so it's, it's very, very necessary. That you understand that God will keep polishing you as you go. When you are polishing, when I people are polishing shoes, after polishing, there's what they call shining. Shining is actually removing the polish. It's not putting more polish. It is removing the polish that they polished. Most of you just feel that you will just wake up one day and become very, 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 very. You need to allow God to use you the spirit of the Lord that is in the seed to have an encounter with other people. Most times I win more of the people inside the vehicle. More of the people that I want in my life, I want them traveling somewhere. I traveled somewhere, met somebody inside the vehicle, preached to the person inside the vehicle, and turned the person to Christ. I was doing a program at you when I was in my university, in my university days. I did a program at you, and in the program that I did, more of the people that I won in the program, I won them in restaurants. That is, I'll go to see somebody. Since I didn't have an office, I was just growing up in ministry. When I finished preaching, somebody said, I want to come and see you at you. So I used to see people in restaurants. I didn't have an office. I didn't have anywhere to see people. So when I have to see people, I just need to keep 100 naira. That was when Coke was 50, 50 naira. So we just meet somewhere, buy Coke for the person, buy Coke for myself, and we talk for four hours. Coke will finish, we order for another one. Talk. We've preached somewhere until... People start dragging their seats around our table until our table was full, talking to somebody about Christ. They gathered. All of a sudden, I saw Soya. They now I said, "What? We did not order for Soya." They said, "The lady down there is bringing Soya." When we looked at the lady, the lady was crying about the things we are preaching about, discussing. When the spirit in the seed does not meet with the ground, the ground is not good though, for eating. The ground is not a nice thing that is good for eating. I mean people you feel they are not good to associate with. 
the spirit of the Lord that is in the seed. The spirit of the Lord in the seed does not make any effect. Does not, cannot germinate except it gets to the ground. He needs to get into the ground, submit itself as a seed into the ground, mingle with the ground and produce fruits. Most of you have caged the spirit inside of you and you have not allowed the spirit to have an encounter with other people. The more people you talk to, the more you have people to win to Christ. But when you don't get to people to talk to them, when you don't associate with people, when you don't share your burden with people, when you don't tell some people about the things that God has put you through, you cannot win anybody for Christ. You can't win anybody for Christ. Need you to be upstanding. Let's pray. Unto Jesus I surrender Unto Thee I freely give I will never Entrust You You lift your hands to Jesus wherever you are. Sing, I surrender all. I surrender surrender is the seed ability to go to gather people and tell the people I want to tell you about the goodness of the Lord ability to gather your friends four of them, five of them and tell them let me tell you about the goodness of the Lord I want to tell you about Jesus that day the day you will see, let me tell you something the day you will be bold enough to tell people about how powerful Jesus is. You gather them up, tell them how powerful. That is when you will understand that you have so much life inside of you. There are miracles you can't see except you are in the midst of that kind of thing. There are miracles you can't see. You will never know that you can raise the dead except you gather people up to pray for them. To talk to them. That's when you, that is when the life that is in the seed gets out to the ground. I surrender all, all to Jesus. I surrender all to Jesus. Lift up your two hands up. Tell God to help you right now. 
Tell God to help you to bear fruit for him. Tell Jesus to help you to bear fruits. Say, Lord, I want you to help me to bear fruits. I want 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 to bear fruits. I surrender my ego. I surrender my strength. I surrender my pride. I surrender everything that used to make me far away from you. Take my hands and let it be consecrated unto thee. Take my mouth and let it be a tool for your service. Take my heart and let it be. Open your mouth and speak to the Holy Spirit. Open your mouth and speak to the Holy Spirit. Open your mouth and speak to Jesus right now. Open your mouth and talk to Jesus right now. on your chest close your eyes everybody father make out of us a great seed that will be planted on the ground a great seed that will bring forth a great harvest lord I come against every activity of the enemy I come against everything that makes a seed not to fall to the ground and die. I come against everything that makes a seed not to germinate. I come against pride. I come against shame. I come against the flesh. I come against arrogance. I come against every walk of the devil that fights who we are. Everything that fights the thing that you have given to us that should bring forth harvest. Lord, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke those forces. I rebuke that power. I rebuke every pain, everything that the enemy is using 
to frustrate our thinking, frustrate our emotions, make us see the negative things we got, we've gone through in life negatively. Lord, I rebuke the hearts. And I pray in the name of Jesus, a seed will come out from everything we've been through. A seed will come out from everything we've been through. A seed will come out from everything we've been through. In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Put your hands together for Jesus wherever you are. Oh, clap like you were blessed. Clap like you were blessed. Clap like you were blessed. Oh, somebody, tell them that you love them. Lift your hands together and praise the Lord. Everybody now. Hold somebody. Are you holding somebody? And praise the everybody now. Hold somebody. 